This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Legislator Charlie Elphick has been suspended from the Conservative Party because of what the party calls serious allegations that have been referred to the police. It did not elaborate. Elphick said on Twitter that he denies any wrongdoing. The opposition Labour Party is also investigating a formal complaint against legislator Clive Lewis, who is accused of groping a woman at the recent party conference. He denies the charge. British Defence Secretary Michael Fallon resigned this week after saying that his behaviour has fallen short of standards. Karen Shamas, London. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that, out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the, the fans. And it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. to risk their lives. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. My man. Oh, that's your... Oh, shit, sorry. 
that's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today we've got a super special guest for you. We're joined by This Is Us star, Isabel Marcus. Isabel, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, doing well, doing well. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Sure, of course. Right on. So um, tell me just a little bit about yourself. Um, how did you first become involved with just the world of acting? I know that um, this is, uh, you know, a pretty big role for you. Um, were you always involved with acting? You know, um, I've always been a performer. My mom likes to talk about how I would spend time in my backyard just, like, making up stories and playing the prince and the princess. Um, and then I would, you know, make people pay attention to me when I have a story I wanted to tell. So I've always been a performer, um, and I was in dance classes, and so sometimes I did dance recitals. But I didn't start really acting until fifth grade. Um, my school got a theater program. And I was in the first play they did, Alice in Wonderland, and I absolutely adored it. And basically from then on, it's been like, well, I love this. Let's keep doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so always a performer and recently an actor. Right on, right on. Um, is it true that you used to do ballet? Um, I So I did. When I was really young, I did uh, tap and ballet and sort of, various different kinds of dance and then I stopped for a while and more recently within the last couple of years I went to a performing arts school um and we did dance every day there and we had you know a ballet segment and then last year I took like three ballet classes a week um and now I'm doing ballet at the YMCA so (laughs) very nice very nice yeah I love it I love it um so um now did you grow up in Texas yeah. Was it Texas you grew up? What was it like growing up there? I know that um Texas is known for a lot of um a lot of a lot of things. Um, you know, uh, the the oil, um, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Um how how would you say that growing up um in Texas has helped to foster um your love of the arts? Yeah, you know, I grew up I, Texas has many things associated with it, and many things are true about it, um, and some things are not. Um, but I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, in the heart of uh, of San Antonio, essentially. And it's a really – it was an arts community. Basically, everyone I was associated with was an artist in some way. My parents were both writers when I was born. My mom was an editor of the newspaper. And so um, I, you know, it's always been in my community to be an artist. And it's always been said to me as as something that is legitimate in pursuit. Um, so it's less about um, growing up in Texas than it is about growing up specifically where I was in Texas and with the people around me in Texas. But I do think that we've got a really special community there in San Antonio. It's a big city, but it's a small world, and you're so supported. You're so supported in everything you do, no matter what you pursue. Um, and and the school that I went to, Bonham Academy there, um, 
is the first place I got to really learn what being an actor looks like. Um, and now they're trying to maybe start to defund uh, the theater program there. So, oh, I, you know, we're fighting to bring it back. We're fighting to keep keep the district giving us money because um, it's a really important cause and it's it's really a special place to meet. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell me about your 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 family. Um, you know, your mom seems like she's always been super supportive um, of your your love of the arts um, and, and acting. Um, you guys must share an amazing bond. Yeah. Um, so she was. She went to Brown University and triple majored in history, psychology, and theater. So she's got a background in this thing that I want to do. Um, and she's just an incredible. She she saw that I loved it, and she saw that I worked hard, and she said, "Okay, all right." If you're going to put in the work, I'm going to put in the work, too, so that I can make this happen for you. Um, and so she's been an incredible partner on in the process. Um, but and, and so has everybody in my family. You know, I don't remember any one person saying, you know, well, that's cool, but have you thought about, you know, like something not that um, I think it took a while for some people to come around to like, oh, maybe she is going to move out to L.A. Maybe she is going to like <laughs> do this thing. But I don't think it was ever – it never occurred to somebody that I couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right on. Okay, okay. Um, tell me a little bit about um, just uh, your audition for um, This Is Us. Do you remember, I guess, what it was like auditioning for you? Were you nervous? Were you anxious? Were you worried? What were your emotions? Yeah, honestly, it's all it's etched into my brain. I don't know if I'll ever forget. Um, <laughs> it was, I actually, so I moved out to L.A. about a year before I got the audition. But I went back to Texas for the summer to see my family because I had a new baby brother and, and oh, wow. you know, yeah, and you sort of think of Los Angeles as a little bit on hiatus because people, you know, are taking breaks. But um, so I was in Texas when I got the call for the audition, and I had to – it was all really, really secretive. They were like, nobody should see the information except the actor, and they should they should be the only ones um, who are in the room, you know, and only people in the room should see the sides, and all, all – it was really secretive. And I was like, I'm in Texas. <laughs> and they, like, <laughs> magically, they let me send in a taped audition. Um, so I got the audition on Thursday. I taped it on Friday. I, they pinned me. No, they pinned me on Friday. Whatever. I, um, I got pinned. And then I had to fly to Los Angeles for a chemistry read. And it was this most incredible, like, like I've never gotten that far in the process and and so I was scared and I was excited and then I went in for the chemistry read and I had the jitters as you would expect but I also I felt good I was like really 
excited to be there and I felt like myself. And then, um, and then at some point after the chemistry read, you know, I was nervous. I couldn't stop thinking about it. We went to see Spider-Man Homecoming and I just uh, sat there the whole movie saying, like, <laughs> what if I miss their call? They're going to call me during the movie and I'm not going to pick up and they're going to go with someone else. Um, and and at some point, you know, my manager said to me, listen, we want this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, no, 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 no. We want this. There is no choice but this. Go for it. And and I think that that shifted my mindset, and I was, like, all the way in by then. And then um, a couple hours later, they were like, hey, so – we're casting you. Come to set tomorrow. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Okay. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. Within the week, I got the audition on a, on a Wednesday, and I was <laughs> in Paramount on a Wednesday. Holy the next crap. Wednesday. Yeah. Holy crap. So yeah. this is a weird question, but um, did you find it – was it nerve-wracking – shooting your audition on, on, on tape? Because I, I guess that's the thing now for for Hollywood is, is taped auditions. Um, was it was it um, a little bit not personal enough for you, or how did you feel about it? You know, I've been doing – because I've been coming out between Texas and Los Angeles for many years, and so I've been doing um, taped auditions for a while. Um, and I've never loved them. Because because I do I like making the connection with the casting director and lots and it the the industry is so much about like who not just what you can do but who you are and I like to be able to show them you know who I am I like to say like this is me um, but as I've done it more I realize you know you go into a casting room a physical one and they're still taping you. And they still take you and then show it to the directors. So it sort of became obvious to me that it wasn't so different anymore. Um, and, and I also, there's just benefits to either side with tapes. You can do a couple of takes. And so <laughs> you have the option of showing your best work. Um, so it, it's just different. But after I got the role, through a taped audition this time, I was like, I will never hate them again because they have just <laughs> as much possibility, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Absolutely. I was, um, yeah, see, I'm not in the industry, so I don't know. And um, I just uh, I, I just assumed when you said taped, I was like, okay, so it's kind of like one of those things where you upload your resume to a, a website or whatever, and it just goes in and, you know, you might be lucky if it gets if it gets plucked, you know, kind of thing. But um, that's it really tends cool. to be yeah, it tends to be that you you send it directly to your agent and they send it directly to the casting director. There yeah. are some websites that you where you sort of just like it might happen or it might not, but but usually by the <laughs> time the tape audition comes through your agent, they're gonna see it. They might not watch the whole thing, <laughs> but they're gonna see it. <laughs> Right on, right on. Um, what was it like your first day on set, you know, arriving at Paramount? Like, I'm sure it must have just been overwhelming just being there and just knowing just the the breadth of, you know, what's, 
you know, been filmed there and, and everything. What was it like for you on a personal level? It was it was incredible, all of what you said and more. You know, the posters on the side of the Paramount lot are huge. And I had driven by this lot, like, many times. And the posters are just big. And then you drive through the gates, and the gates are big. And I think the trees are bigger. Like, everything is big on the lot. And the sound stages, you know, the lettering on the sound stages are three times my height. It's just, it's huge, and it can be overwhelming, but it's also, like, I say to people, it was both surreal and exactly what I was meant to be doing, exactly where I was meant to be at that time. It felt right, and it felt good, and there were things I had to figure out. I'd never been on a TV set, so when they said, we're inviting you to set now, I was like, I I don't know what that means. Do I have to RSVP? Like, um, Okay, I'll just do whatever you tell me to um, in actor's life. But um, but it, it, it really did feel right. It did feel right. Um, and I think that's exactly how that's supposed to feel on your first day. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I agree completely. Um, how um, – okay, so you play Allison, um, you know, Randall's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um how did you, I guess, pr- prepare for the role? Because I know that, you know, when you got casted, you, you said it was like the span of a week. Um, when you found out that you were, um, you know, you would be playing Allison, um, what preparation did you do to kind of prepare for the role? Had you, did you use past experiences from personal relationships that you've had, or? Um... Well, for sure, I think I think I always start from a place of past experience, but I, I, she's a lot like me, you know, she's my age, um, she's dating the kind of person I would want to date, <laughs> Randall's <laughs> a great dude, um, and she's a lot like me, but I made conscious choices about, like, things that would be different for her than they are for me, um, you know, I made clear for myself what her social status is, I made clear for myself what her religious affiliations are um and you know she's in a different city she grew up in a different city and i the favorite thing i did is i made a playlist because she's in a different um time period you know she's in the 90s and so first i put elvis costello's allison on there because obviously even though that was a different era um that's her theme song but i also you know i i put in i looked up like 1998 songs and I said, what would she have been listening to at the time? What would she be surrounded by? Um, and I watched originally um, for the scene in the mall. There was a line about um, <laughs> Austin Powers. And so I went and I watched Austin Powers. My dad was really proud of me. And um, so I just I just figured out what she would be surrounded by um, because there wasn't much time to – you know, rehearse or go deep into character. But the best way to sort of place yourself there is to figure out what what it would have been like. Yeah, absolutely. That's some good research that you did. I mean, um, you know, it's uh, very in-depth. Um, Thank I, you. I, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, to be honest, I think, you know, it, it only helps with, um, you know, with the role, you know, just knowing, you know, like, Hey, this is what was going on during this time period. 
um, I think it just helps helps to better immerse you in the role. And so that's, Absolutely. That's, Thank you. That's some good thinking. Um, so um, what, is, what is it like working with your castmates? Have they been, um, you know, are they as down to earth as they seem, you know, in the show? Yes. That's the thing. Anytime anyone asks me that, that's the first thing I first say. They are as cool and as normal and as just, like, good people as they seem. Um, the one thing that is different is that they are even prettier than they seem on screen. Like, I met Mandy Moore, and I almost didn't recognize her because she was even more beautiful, even more graceful than you than you could ever imagine. Um, but but also more than that, they're incredibly talented and they're so professional and it's a great energy on set because everybody is sort of both on top of it and doing what they're supposed to do and working to get the story told. And I mean cast and crew. But they're also like they don't hesitate to crack a joke in between takes when, you know, we're sort of waiting around anyway, they're like, you know, they they mess with you, and, they, and they've got a great energy. Um, Milo Ventimiglia was just so good and so on top of it. I was, he didn't hesitate to sort of, like, let people know that they could go further, you know, and he saw things that I wouldn't have seen um, at one point, the take didn't go right, and he was like, "Hey, just come in a beat later, or whatever." You know, he was he he was fully invested in getting everybody's best performance, um, and I thought that that was a really it was great to watch such a professional thing happen, and to see like that's what being in the industry for so long gets you is it gets you this complete confidence in the process. Um, yeah, it was it's it's an incredible energy, it's incredible professionals, um, and everyone's just so good at their job. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um so uh this is probably kind of a weird question, but um in terms of like learning your lines and everything, because I've I've heard from other actors that with television you've got to be word for word um, on the script, like you have to, mm-hmm. you know, can't really, there's really no room for yeah. improvisation. Um, is there, have you ever had any issues, I guess, um, just learning the script and just, um, I guess, getting it? Because, you know, I would imagine with the, with the way that shooting is, it's like, you know, you have to learn a script r- rather quickly. Do you ever struggle to learn a script? And if so, how do you overcome it? Well, so far my scenes have been rather short for this show. Um, and so there's not been too much, there's not been so many words that I get confused or anything. And I've always felt pretty good at memorization. In fact, at one point my resume did say, like, under special skills, like, excellent memorization, because I needed one more thing to get on there. Um, and uh so I've never felt like it was, a stumbling block for me, but it is true, like, every single word has to be exactly right. Um, the writer is often on set, and if you get it wrong, they're going to know because they put it on paper. Um, but then, also, they come in and they change all of your lines. For instance, my scene in the mall, 
Um, I told you originally there was a line about Austin Powers. That line got entirely changed. And then, so I had five lines in that scene, and every single one of them was different in the final shot. Every one of them. So you've got to know them exactly as they were written, and you've also got to be able to entirely scrap them right on your script. This is different. And, and move on and remember it the next time. So it's an interesting test, but it's not so different from, you know, in a play at any point, halfway through the rehearsal process, the director could say, actually, scrap that. I want an entirely different line here. Um, and then you could go on set one day, and right before you go on, they're like, oh, we need you to pick up this vase you know, earlier in the scene. You know, things are always yeah. changing and you've got to be ready for them. Wow. Okay, okay. Um, in terms of um, just, um, just you know, your the, your body of work, um, the work that you've done on this, this show and, and the work that you'll, you'll be doing, you know, in the years to come, um, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from the work that you do? Like if you're... Mm. You know, when people see, you know, see you on, you know, on this show or another show, um, what do you want them to, to take away from, from your performances? I think that I want to be real, as real as I can be. I want to be honest um, in my work, and I want the stories to reflect to reflect on people and make them think about themselves because they do come from a genuine place. And that's one of the beautiful things about this show specifically is it's so, it represents everybody. Everybody finds a place in the story. Um, and I, and I want Allison to represent somebody who otherwise wouldn't have been in the show, you know? And I want somebody to be like, oh, that's great. I, I found me and I, you know, I went on Twitter after my first, after the, my first speaking episode and everyone was like, oh, I'm basically Allison. I also saw Titanic seven times in the theaters. And that, <laughs> that made me feel good because it, you know, it's, art is, is really good for finding kindred spirits. Um, and, and I, I'm sure I'll find other things in my work that I want to represent. But as of now, I just want to be honest and genuine, and I want people to find that inspiring. Absolutely. I think that that's commendable. And you're right. Um, you know, art does allow us to to find other kindred spirits because, you know, um, I, I say this all the time, but um, movies and music have the power to break down barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Absolutely. Just, you know, those cultural cultural barriers that we may have up or even, you know, barriers in age or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're able to break down those walls and to, to connect us. And so um, it's you just never know, like, who who you're touching by the work that you're doing. And so that's, yeah. that's, that's commendable what you said. Um, so I know that, you know, in the years to come, I mean, you're, you're going to have college and, you know, like a, a slew of things. Um, can we say that, you know, you'll be, uh, you'll continue to do acting? 
Absolutely. I'm intentionally, you know, I moved out here with the with the goal of pursuing this career, and I am intentionally staying on the West Coast for college so that I can continue to be in Los Angeles and working uh, through school. And I'm taking a gap year next year to learn what being an adult actor looks like. Um, and, yes, I, I hope you see me for years to come. Um, I'll be around. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, now, so who are some actors and actresses or, you know, films that inspire you? Because I know that, um, you know, like you said, you caught the acting bug. Um, was there anyone in particular that you kind of, I guess, looked up to that kind of helped to shape and define your style of acting? Yeah. Um, well, not so much my style. I've I've always found inspiration less in necessarily the work than in the way the actors handle the the life outside the work. Um, Meryl Streep is an incredible actress. I have beautiful respect for what she does on screen, but she also has a great family life. You know, when she she never got wrapped up in Hollywood, as far as we can tell, and right. and she's 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 just kept chugging as a person, and that's what's so great to me about This Is Us, and that's what's so great to me in the actors that I look up to is that they are good people. And for that reason, they are good actors, because acting is all about empathy. It's all about understanding others. And you can only do that when you're a good enough person to see others truthfully. Um, Absolutely. And and so, and Emma Stone, I've always thought that she's so just beautifully herself, um, um, that, that and that reflects in her work, because there's, it's not possible to be an entirely different person for a role. Um, it's, you do bring something of yourself to every role, and I think that's why these actresses are so wonderful. I guess I never thought of that, but that is true. I guess, you know, it's, yeah, you are essentially bringing a piece of yourself to each role. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, even if everything about you is different, even if it's, 1920 and you're in Austria and you're from a lower class family everything is different but at some point you still look the same and so what does that make you feel how does going through life with for me red hair how did that affect me and how did that affect that character you're always going to be a little bit the same person um and I think that's why their work is so beautiful yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You touched on this just a, a little bit uh, a second ago, um, but uh, my question is, is you know, on humility, um, what keeps you humble? Because I know that, um, you know, this was, you know, a huge, a huge role for you, and um, I, you know, not everyone can say that they they work on a an award winning television show for um, <laughs> a living. Um, is there, I, you know, what keeps you grounded and, you know, just um, being, you know, relatable and just easy to talk to and everything? Is there something? <laughs> that, that you, no, well, thank, it's, thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I think I'm fantastic, so I don't know how humble I truly am. But, no, I've never, um, I've never, my mom and I used to talk about 
I've never doubted that if I were to get, um, maybe when I were to get really, really famous, I would just go to Christmas and my cousins, who are all older than me, would put me back in my place. You know, my family, not in a bad way, in a good way, my family keeps me grounded and they remind me about what's important. Um, and, and they never hesitate to tell me what's what. Um, so I think that that's important. My, my community sort of keeping me, uh, down to earth and where I am. The other thing is, is being on set and watching the work get done. You realize that even when you're Mandy Moore, you've got to get the work done and you've got to take the note from the director. There's always going to be someone who's telling you what to do or what they want to see from you. And so it is a collaborative process and you cannot go in with an ego that keeps you from collaborating because then you're not doing good work. And that's important to me. Making good art is important to me. And the only way to do that is letting go of yourself and allowing other people to to come into your bubble and make art with you. Um, so I think that that's been the most important part is, and, you know, being on set, it was an important set, and I I feel like my character is really important to the story, but also I've got a job to do. I don't have time to be focusing on Allison because I've got to tell Randall's story too. I'm part of Niles' process. I'm part of Zetna Fuentes' process. I'm just part of the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, when you put it that way, I mean, um, it it just shows. You know the 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 um the saying, you know, every man's life touches another. That's to me. That's why this show is one of the reasons why the show is so um, right resonates so much with people because it just it plays to that to that very statement, you know. And like you said, you you, you touch, you know, you're part of Randall's life. You, you know, it's like you're doing so much to where it's like um, it's it's hard to focus on yourself because you're such a – you play such a integral role like in everybody else's life, you know? Yeah. And, and I was, you know, sort of disgusted as a clue that we were getting closer to Jack's death. And so I w- – Allison was not her own character – in many ways, she was a character that was a that was a stepping stone. She was a breadcrumb to this bigger plot that has been going on outside of her for two seasons. And so she didn't have the time, and I didn't have the time um, to to make it about me because it was about Jack. That's what this whole thing has been about. And now it gets to be about other things too. Um, but yeah, tell the story is the most important thing for any actor. Is tell the story. Right on, right on. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm all the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, where can our listening audience uh, find out more about you and kind of keep abreast of what? Sure. Well, I've got an Instagram at Isabel Oliver Marcus. Um, I've got a Twitter at Isabel. Oliver Marcus, Isabel Marcus. I honestly don't remember, um, but you can find me. Just look for me. Um, and I've got a website at isabelmarcus.com, and uh, I've got an IMDb. Um, just go check for me. You should be able to find me. Uh, I'm the red hair. 
so shouldn't be too hard. Being a crowd. Right on. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a weird question. Um, are you left-handed? I'm not, but my dad is. Does he have red hair? He does not. Okay, okay. I was looking up um, facts on redheads, and uh, there's a, a site, and they were saying that, according to research, um, it is proposed that many redhead, redheads are mostly left-handed. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I didn't know if that was, like, something, because only, like, only 2% of the population, 1% to 2% of the population is actually redheaded. You know? Yeah. So you're extremely unique. Just <laughs> well, thank so, you. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I guess that was kind of a weird question. I no, no, that's okay. I didn't know about the left-handed thing. I do know we're more sensitive to temperature changes. Yeah. I, I um, and we well. bruise more easily. Um, and also we bar <laughs> definitely steal souls. So, yes. um, those are three facts that I am familiar with <laughs> grounded in reality. Oh, and you're, you're, um, you don't, you don't go, uh, gray as fast. Like your hair won't gray as quickly. So. That's true. And when we do gray, we actually go white. Oh, wow. Which is how you know we're witches. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, this um, site also says that redheads have an impressive sense of humor. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, thank you. I don't know who else is. But, also yeah. true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Undeniable fact, grounded in science. <laughs> right well, on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I forgot to ask you, did you have anything that you wanted to say to our listening audience? No, um, I think you covered everything. I think I got to express everything I would have wanted to express, um, and this has been a great time. I really appreciate you uh, wanting to reach out to me um, and giving me the opportunity to say everything I did get to say um, about yeah. my town and about myself and about my work. Um, so thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's no problem at all. Um, I was super excited when um, your 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 agent said that um, you were you know available for interviews, and I was uh, yeah. I did, this was a good interview. I um, <laughs> it, it, you opened my eyes to the just to you know what goes into you know being a, an actor and um, you know just kind of the process because you know we at home as consumers you know we just see the final product. Um, you know, um, that, you know, airs on television or, you know, if we're watching a movie or whatever. So we don't know, you know, what goes into, um, you know, just being, you know, being an actor and, and what that entails. And so you get yeah. some tidbits and some, some insight. And so. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, it is. I think it's important to demystify the industry. Um, and yeah. I think that that's a push that's happening. It's not like I'm the first one to do it. Um, you know, Jennifer Lawrence falling down at the Oscars, I, I think was an important moment where people were like, oh, normal person makes mistakes sometimes. Um, but I do think, like, I do want to be part of that, like, look, we're just here to do work, just like you are when you go into your job. 
you're doing work, and we are too, and um, and there's nothing particularly special about us, um, except that we get to have our makeup done every day. Um, but but it, it's an important process to to demystify the industry and make it not like oh glamorous Hollywood, but like oh jobs. <laughs> <laughs> So true, so true. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, when you put it that way, I mean, it, you know, really puts things in perspective. Because, yeah, I think, um, you know, that's one of the biggest misconceptions about, you know, uh, just the industry and, you know, being involved with it. You know, people think it's just um, it's just all like a field of lilies, like that there, you have no issues, no problems. And the truth is, is like you're, you know, you're working just like, you know, me working my nine to five or, you know, anyone else. So Exactly. You have exactly. Good days, you have bad days, you know, it's just. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, and yeah, 